Mushy Mushy, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons guy, and I'm joined today by Maverick. How are you doing, Maverick? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on again, the Simpsons guy. Always a pleasure being your guest host. Always uh, nice when, you, when you're when you here. It's always nice when you're here, too. So no, The feeling is quite mutual. All right. Uh, so before anything else, or would you like to let us know what you're up to nowadays? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, if you haven't heard the Simpsons guys, uh, what has it been? A couple of podcasts now that I've been guest host. Yes. Um, you may have missed out that I am no longer part of the DTS gaming crew, which is fine. Um, but I have moved on to a solo venture, which is focusing solely specifically on a which i think is the best tabletop game ever created called hero clicks um it's a tabletop game with superheroes super villains you know it's like the comic world um and the name of my page is called casual clickson and it's a like i guess a very laid back not i don't want to say very laid back but um you know there's a there's a big community out there that likes to play casually uh, meaning that they're, you know, that they're not too competitive, but they'll play competitive if they have to. But maybe they just prefer to play at home with friends. And that's who I'm trying to uh, make my content for. But I, I, you know, if you also like to play Hero Clicks in general or tabletop games in general, uh, give me a follow on Instagram or Twitter at Casual Clickson. I appreciate it. The casual games are quite fun. But I do have to say, when you uh, those tournaments, I kind of miss them because we're playing for those chase figures and oh like yeah, really competitive yeah yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like you know, even if you're a competitive player, you know, give my videos a couple of views, uh, go through my Twitter stuff. Like even though it's casual, I do like to make very competitive teams, and the Simpsons guy here can attest to that. Um, as you know, we grew up playing Hero Clicks over the past 15 years. And uh, your love for the game has not waned either, right? No, no. I haven't played it uh, as often as I'd like to, but it's always fun to sit down and play. Always, always. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. Nope. All right. So before we begin, let me tell you a little bit about my sister-in-law's uh, Poshmark business. She helps out the podcast, so I return the favor. All right. Uh, her Poshmark business is called Puppy Hustle. Our curated fashion is the perfect mix of modern and vintage, trendy and timeless, and allows us to save the world with sustainable clothing, one pre-loved garment at a time. Sign up for a Poshmark account and get the, I'm sorry, and use the code word Puppy Hustle when signing up for the account and you get $5 off of your order. Um, it's always uh, nice to go there and see if you can find some of your old comic book t-shirts or concert shirts. Um, that would be my main use for it. Uh, but, you know, that I found out that you can actually find uh, Hero Clicks on Poshmark. Interesting. Very interesting. So that would be, yes, that would be another place to acquire more figures, I think. 
Wow, that's good to know. That's uh, I never think to actually go there to look for hero clicks. I usually go to eBay, but I'll give it a look. No, no, you can find them there and on Mercari. They sell them there too. And is Mercari legitimate? Yes, it is. Huh. Yes, uh, Lexi and my wife sell on there too, so it's very legitimate. Okay, okay, good to know. Kind of like Poshmark, very legitimate. Gotcha. All right. Um, is there anything else you'd like to uh, let our listeners know about what's going on with you? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Just like I said, it's at Casual Clickson. Uh, you can look me up like that on Twitter or Instagram. All righty then. So let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. Uh, this is season two, episode 17, and it first aired on March 28th of 1991. And the title of this episode is Old Money. Right. Uh, we usually hear that word, old money. We think it's referring to families that have been rich for generations. But this isn't quite what they mean by it in this episode, and you'll find out as we go along. It's a good play on words. Yes, yes it is. We're going to start with our traditional chalkboard and couch gags. The chalkboard gag finds Bart writing, I will not grease the monkey bars all over the chalkboard. <laughs> and there was actually some controversy ab about this one. Uh, when it first came out, um, I recently kind of remembered because I was Googling this episode. And sure enough, yeah, it was there. Uh, apparently, uh, some, in some parts of the U.S., greasing the monkey mean, uh, is kind of like when the boys pleasure themselves. Interesting. Yes, yes. So that adds so, a whole uh, new meaning to the chalkboard gag, huh? Yes, yes. It would work on two levels, I guess. Kind of like the title. Uh, exactly. <laughs> but Genius. to be honest, to be honest, if somebody <clears throat> were to go up and grease the monkey bars up at, at some uh, random playground, I'm all about that. I'd want to go see what the hell happens with those kids. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, I was going to ask you what uh, if you have any gruesome... It doesn't have to be gruesome, but uh, playground stories. Um, well, because I, you know, ta on the topic story. of monkey bars and everything. Yeah, this isn't a, a, a playground story, but it's kind of like a gruesome story that happened uh, back when I was about uh, maybe five, six years old. Hmm. Uh, we were still living over there on the other side of town. This is before we officially moved to La Southmost. And, uh, you know, back then my grandpa used to, my grandpa used to have like a little chicken coop. There were no chickens in there, but he still had the chicken coop and he had like aluminum, um, on the, on the, uh, as a roof, right? Aluminum, uh, sheets, not aluminum siding, but aluminum sheets, uh, those, uh, ones that look like, uh, ruffles, you know, they got the little ridges on them. Yeah. He used to like have them on the roof over there of the chicken coop. I don't remember what the hell I was doing, uh, but somehow I wound up on the roof of their house and I was trying to figure out a way to get down. 
So my dumb ass thought, eh, I'll just jump down on the chicken coop. And then I'll just uh, jump down from there. Uh, so I did jump onto the chicken coop. I was wearing shorts. Uh, the aluminum gave way and scraped up a bunch of my skin from like my ankles up to my chins. So yeah, I was left kind of uh, bloody after that. And yes, kids, it did hurt. So, you know, imagine you're covered in sweat. You do this and then the sweat from your body rolls down into your bloody tissue. All that salt. Ugh, it wasn't pleasant at all. So, it, it was. It was. All right. So uh, now we move on to the couch gag. Oh, by the way, I know all about your uh, shenanigans and your broken leg. So I won't ask about that unless you want to tell the story. All right. Uh, on the, the couch gag, uh, the Simpsons family is running up to the couch. And we see Grandpa Simpson asleep on the couch. And then they stop suddenly. And then Grandpa wakes up like, you know, I guess we can we picture confused old people waking up. <laughs> Uh, with his arms and legs flailing all, all over the place. And that was the couch gag of this ep episode. Kind of underwhelming, but kind of appropriate too, because Grandpa will be very essential to this episode. All right, so... We're going to start off with the Simpsons car pulling up to the Springfield retirement home and Grandpa steps out and Homer says, next time we'll do something more fun to which Grandpa refund, re replies, I'm not refunds, replies, oh, what could be more fun than today's trip to the liquor store uh, with uh, a lot of sarcasm in his voice. And then he says, thanks for the jerky. And then uh, Homer says, tells the kids to say goodbye. The kids yell goodbye. And as Grandpa was about to lean over to look at his grandkids and say goodbye, Homer peels out while Grandpa says good. And before you know it, the family is gone. And then uh, we see the kids kind of arguing what Grandpa smells like, right? Bart says, Grandpa smells like the trunk of the wet, uh, like that bot, like, like that trunk with the wet bottom. And then Lisa says, no, he smells more like a photo lab. <laughs> then Marge goes, stop it. Homer says, Grandpa smells like an old man, which is like an, with, which is like a hospital hallway. And Marge goes, that's terrible. We should teach them to value the elderly. Right. Um, and Marge adds, you know, we'll be old someday. And then Homer kind of like gasped. <laughs> my God, you're right, Marge. You kids won't put, won't put me in a home like, like I did to my dad, would you? And the kids kind of look like, look at each other and Bart goes, well. And then Homer freaks out and yells, ah! And Marge tries to calm everybody down and says, I think we better set an example. Homer says, absolutely. Our Sundays should be a pleasure. 
Where's a fun place we can take Grandpa? And then Lisa says, to the pony ride. Marge says, no. Boring. Homer says, he can't sit on a pony, right? And uh, Marge goes, I enjoy the glass blower at Old Springfield Town. And then Homer, uh, none of the family likes this. And Homer says, um, <clears throat> he saw that. Bart goes, big yawner. And then he says, ah, the Museum of Barnyard Oddities. And then Homer goes, no, Bart, no. Lisa goes, that's gross. And then Bart says, I got it, the mystery spot. Le to which Lisa says, that's just a dumb mud puddle. And then as they're driving, they, they drive past this uh, billboard for a discount line safari. And everybody looks at it and they all look at each other and they all yell at the same time, discount line safari. So I guess we know what they're going to do with Grandpa uh, next time they see him. By the way, uh, have you seen the Tiger King? No. Oh, my God. Hang your head in shame. That's <laughs> nah, okay. I tell you, that is the best That is the best white trash TV you'll ever see. <laughs> it does not compute. You still need to watch it. Anyway. <laughs> uh so they agree that they're going to go to the discount line safari next month. And we next thing we know, we see Grandpa returning to his room. Hey, Simpsons uh, he guy. Puts the, huh? What do you think of that whole little scene? Which one? Uh, the, the one that you were just reading right now. Uh, when they drop off Grandpa and all that? Yeah, like the after part, like the conversation as a family. Oh. Yeah, I'm like... Um, I got two boys, so I know for a fact they're not going to worry about uh, me and my wife when we get old. So we're already planning on on our retirement. It will not be in the U.S. Why? Because the dollar goes a lot farther in other countries. And we're going to go to those other countries where the dollar stretches out more so we can live rather luxuriously in our old age. So... Yeah, yeah. That kind of like reminded me of why I want to do that. It's a uh, it's real talk. It's what I'm trying to say like the yeah. that whole little scene like that's that's a actual family moment. Yeah. Uh it's just Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know st things like that that about the Simpsons, I think that a lot of it speaks to a lot of people. Yep, yep. Uh we had this uh well you weren't here for it, but the uh, me and my wife had this conversation with dad when he was here. Uh, he was expecting us to take care of him. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh well. So good thing he's married and uh, someone else will take care of him now. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, like, like you said, this is a conversation that is had by families all over the world. Um, right. More than likely, it happens more in the United States than other than other parts. You know, like like uh, in Mexico, they'll take care of their grandma and grandpas in the family, and in China, it's actually a law where you can't forget you can't forget to go visit them. They have like it's a it's a crime to neglect your the elderly and stuff. Here in the U.S., not so much. So moving on, right? 
uh, Grandpa goes back to his room and he's got his uh, bag of beef jerky and he opens up a drawer and he sticks it in the drawer, which is full of beef jerky, isn't it? Yeah. It, they all look like uh, old rulers, you know, so I figured they're all uh, jerky. And Grandpa's like, like I'm going to ruin my $600 teeth on 40 cents, of, 40 cents worth of beef. Right, he's not a big fan of beef jerky, by the way. Also, I, I would, I, I would take yes. forty cents for a piece of beef jerky. Sounds like a good bargain. I know. I don't know where the hell is he buying this. <laughs> I'd like to know, because our jerky technology has improved, and jerky isn't as dried out and tough as it used to be. Now you can actually find some nice, soft, really, really good beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Anyway, next thing we know. Old Grandpa is down by the nurse's station and he's collecting his medication. And he says, these aren't my pills! And then the nurse goes, now, Mr. Simmons, don't make me call Nurse (laughs) Bronsky. And Grandpa goes, it's Simpson, and these aren't my pills. And next thing we know, we see an old lady come by and says, excuse me, my name is Simmons. I have the wrong pills. And Grandpa is still really angry, says, I get too red for my back. A yellow one for my arrhythmia. And then he turns and sees the old lady and he he says, And two of the bluest eyes I've ever seen in my life. Of course, if you're watching the cartoon, you can't really tell because they all just give them black eyes, right? We we can just see the pupils and a little bit of white showing that the light is reflecting off of them. But you can't really see the the iris or anything. Uh, So we couldn't really see for ourselves how how blue her eyes really were i guess that's uh, my one complaint about the simpsons animation right there how are you doing with that one yeah i agree it's uh i don't know why they didn't play around with the colors of their eyes yeah exactly i mean you could have done some of them blue some of them green you know hazel and stuff but they're all drawn with black I guess it's a way to cost to cut costs, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, so Grandpa says, the must be, and then the old lady goes, I have your, and then both of them at the same time is, they must have, and they start laughing together, uh, but they're old people, so their deep belly laughs be, soon become coughs. Like, <laughs> By the way, that wasn't a Rona cough. I am just trying to imitate old people's coughs for those of you out there anyway grandpa says look at us we're staring at each, we're staring like a, at each other like a couple of stupid punk teenagers and the old lady goes oh i wasn't staring it's uh my lazy eye i'm beatrice Sim- simmons my friends call me b and then grandpa says well i'm abraham j simpson care to tip the wrist with me and then b goes I'll be, I would be delighted. So, tell me about yourself. And then Grandpa goes, uh, widower, one son, one working kidney. And you? I'm widowed, bad hip, with liver disorder. Uh, is this like flirt talk for old people? That's exactly what is that is. Pe- oh my God. Whew. Well, I hope me and my wife both make it to the same age. So she knows exactly what's wrong with me and I know exactly what's wrong with her. (laughs) Yep. 
Anyway, so Grandpa says, you left out something. Ravishing. And then what happens next is something I wish I could, I could scrub from my memory because it is quite, quite disturbing. Do you agree with me or disagree with me? Uh, but the, what happens next is quite disturbing. I wouldn't say disturbing. Gross? <laughs> uh, I mean... Well, you laugh, so I'll say gross. It's life. <laughs> so what happens next is they both get their medication and... Uh, how should I say this? It's a family show, you see. Uh, they proceed to take their medication in the most seductive manner that they can think of. And, well, just imagine two old people trying to be sexy while they take their medication. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> um, yes, it did absolutely nothing for me except give, give me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. It, it was funny, but still gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> So, after they finish taking down their taking their medication and they down their uh, down it with water, you know they even intertwine their uh, elbows. You know, like they're drinking champagne. That's how they down their medication. And then Grandpa says, uh, "What are you doing tonight?" And then B says, "Sitting alone in my room." And then Grandpa says, "Well, if you've got plans already." B says, no, what are you saying? Nothing. Then B goes, Abe, you were going to say something. Well, I was wondering if you and I, you know, might go to the same place. And he's like, jeez, you think it'd get easier with time. <clears throat> and then B goes, I'd love to. Uh, next thing we know... We cut to Abe, and he's trying to pimp himself out, make himself look nice uh, for his date with B. And he's going through his cabinet. He's like, okay, now, where's the pomade? And he's like, ah, never fly solo again. Then he opens it up. Ah, damn, I had a pomade. Oh, well. And then he uh, walks over to B's room, and he knocks, and she opens it up, and he, he goes like, Oh, hello, young lady. Is your grandmother home? And then B, B goes, Oh, Abe, I'd better keep my good eye on you. And Abe goes, Damn straight. Next thing we know, we're hearing his song, uh, Embrace Me, right? Uh, for those of you who don't know how it goes, it goes, Embrace Me, my sweet embraceable you. You know, something like that, right? I'm not going to sing the whole thing because, let's face it, my singing sucks. Uh, but uh, B and Abe are dancing around to this song and enjoying each other's company. So next day, right, the date is over and uh, Abe decides he needs to buy something for B, his new girlfriend, because her birthday is coming up soon, right? Uh, he goes to see Herman about it's maybe he has something he can buy for B. And for those of you that don't remember, Herman is the guy that runs the army surplus store, the guy with the one arm. Yeah, that's him. Uh, what exactly would you try to buy for your woman at an army surplus store, Maverick? 
uh, I don't know, Medal of Valor. Is that a thing? I don't think you can buy those in army surplus stores. Hey, Herman sells maybe, some weird maybe things. Maybe on eBay options. I don't, maybe on eBay options. I'm pretty sure, though, everything that Herman sells is not legitimate, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have had a knockoff. <laughs> but still, like, hmm, that's an odd place for Grandpa to go buy something for his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, it shows you so, how out of touch he is, maybe? Yeah, yeah, well... Remember, he did wear onions on his belt for fashion. But we'll get to that episode later. So Abe walks into Herman's and he says, Herman, I have a special lady who's having her birthday tomorrow. And then Herman goes, the battleship New Jersey. To which Abe replies, you idiot, my girlfriend B. Since this is the only store I know. And then Herman goes, nothing says I love you better than a military antique. So they're both looking at that display case with the bayonets. And then Abe turns around and says, hey, what's that? That was Napoleon's hat. And if you look at the hat, it's not the traditional hat that you we picture Napoleon in. Uh, what would you call those hats? A fez hat, right? Yeah, sure. I guess. It was, it, yeah, it's a... What do you mean you guess? <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those that uh, the Shriners wear, you know. Yeah, no, I, I like understand a, what you're saying, but I actually don't know if that's even the real word for it. But that's what I always say. Jamie, look it up, right? Because that's what a Fez has. It, fez hat is. Who's Jamie? Uh, the, the, the guy that works for Rogan that does all of his Googling. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. It looks like a red solo cup that's turned upside down on your head, and it's got like a tass golden tassel on it. For those of you that can't picture it and are too lazy to Google it, that's what a fez hat looks like. Am I wrong? Uh, you can also see it in that uh, office episode where uh, Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah. Kevin's. I will not be the big guy with the small hat. Yeah, that Moroccan Christmas. Uh huh. Was it Kevin or was it Stanley? That was Stanley, but uh, Stanley. Kevin yeah, wore yeah. it proudly. Kevin Kevin did wear it, yes. All right. Um, and then Abe goes, you know, looking at the looking at the Fez hat, he goes, It doesn't look it doesn't look it. And then Herman goes, Not the famous one. It's not the famous one. He says he wore it for a week in seventeen ninety six before he beat the Sardinians. And then Abe asks, How much? Herman goes, Four hundred dollars. Abe says, I'll give you $5. To which Herman replies, not an offer you should make to a man with a Gatling gun under the counter. Then he points across the street and says, try Grandma's world. And once we're inside active, once we're inside Grandma's world, we see Abe at the register and they're doing a price check on what he's trying to buy. He says, yo, activewear, Need a price check on a wool shawl? Um, is is a shawl considered active wear for old folks? <laughs> Again, I <laughs> I don't keep up with stereotypes, unfortunately. <laughs> so you should. I can't. Uh, I I don't have any input on that, but it's a it's a hilarious joke, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you go to the stores nowadays. You see all the women walking around with active wear. Your spandex pants or shorts or whatever. And for so old people, like say, apparently, according yeah. to The Simpsons, it's a shawl. It's a wool shawl, yes. 
in grandma's world, no, no less. So next thing we know, uh, Homer is paying grandpa a visit on the third Sunday of the month. <clears throat> and uh, when he gets there, grandpa says it's his girlfriend's bir B's birthday and he doesn't want to go. And then Homer goes, well, you know, when Homer walks in, he says, Dad, it's Sunday. You know what that means? Abe goes, go away. Homer's like, come on, Dad. I promise we'll have fun. We're going to go see lions. I can't. It's my birthday's, uh, it's my girlfriend's B's birthday. And then Homer sees, Homer goes, oh, you have a girlfriend. Well, happy birthday, B. She can come with us. There's room for all of your friends. And then Abe goes, she's not invisible, you idiot. I guess uh, Homer thought he was having a senior moment and had an imaginary girlfriend. Yep. Yep. And then uh, Abe goes, it's her birthday tonight. Homer, still not believing him, goes, right. And he drags him, kicking and screaming, to the car. Next thing we know, we're all seated in the car. And Homer turns around and he says, stop kicking the seat to the kids. And Abe says, I'm kicking it. You know, <clears throat> you want to know where we're going? Abe goes, no. And everybody yells out, discount line safari. And then all we hear is Abe, go, uh, Abe saying, damn these childproof doors. He's trying to find a way out of the car so he can go back into the retirement home so he can enjoy that day with his girlfriend on her birthday. So Homer drives up to the discount line safari, says hello, and the employee uh, charges him the entrance fee, and they drive in, and Lisa stars, uh, starts to read the, the warnings, right? Do not feed or allow animals in the car. Do not make eye contact. And Bart is very unimpressed, and he says, Are we in Africa yet? This place sucks. And then uh, they notice that all of the animals are sleeping. And Homer is not very happy. So he do does what any impatient, brash American would do. And what's that? What did he start doing there, Maverick? You there, you there, Maverick? Yeah, I just... You're asleep at the wheel? No, I don't remember. Oh, you don't remember. He starts honking his horn to wake up the, the, to wake up the poor animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right? right. He starts honking his horn like crazy. <laughs> oh. It's just, I think what, what I forgot about that is that, like, that whole scene itself is just ridiculous. <laughs> And out of all the things that you're asking me to remember, that's like the, the most normal thing I think that happened. Yeah. But it's me, probably, but it's American. the most real thing. <laughs> yeah, we're American. We know, we know what's, what's going to happen. And what Homer's doing is absolutely what some people would be trying to do. Yeah. Right. They would be honking the horns, fl flickering their lights on and off. Uh, just making a racket until they get what they want. And in this case, they want the animals awake so they can, so the family can enjoy the discount lion safari. But they never asked themselves why it was called discount lion safari to begin with, did they? 
Well, I mean, I think the word discount is what gave them a, a clue that they might be able to afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're like uh, when we saw the never break uh, uh, collar, you know, what, what could you expect? You know, for a discount safari. Well, yeah, and, not gonna- and you know, like the and now that makes me question: are the are the Simpsons terrible consumers? Probably are. They probably are. Huh. Interesting. Yes. Um, so as he's like honking and uh, flickering the lights on and off to make a racket to wake up the animals, he sort of takes the wrong path. Because it's no longer paved, right? The pa- the the paving went to the right, and he kept going straight, and the road was getting worse and worse. And Marge Marge notices right away. He's like, "Are you sure you're going? Are you sure this is the way? The road seems to have gotten awfully bumpy, right?" And next thing you know, because Homer took the wrong way, the car gets stuck in the mud. And having succeeded in successfully waking up all of the lions, uh, they are now congregating all around the car and on top of the car. And they even place a zebra carcass on top of the trunk and they start uh, eating the zebra while ripping the car to shreds at the same time. And then Grandpa says, uh, I'm sorry, before all this happens, right, when the car is stuck, is like, what a wing ding. This is much better than my girlfriend's party. And Homer goes, Bart, get out and push. And Lisa goes, <laughs> yeah, Bart, get out and push. And Bart's like, no way, because we've seen the lions, right? And then Grandpa's like, we've seen a lion. Can we go now? And then he's all desperate. Oh, B. We see his, his desperate cries as... The car now now is getting surrounded and torn apart by a large herd. Of, is that what is that or a pack? I think it's pack. A, a large pack of lions, right? A large pack of lions, and next thing we know, we see the sun rising and the lions are scared off by a gunshot because apparently. Uh, they sent out this very British guide looking out for this family who was missing, who never, they never accounted for as exiting, right? The guy w- walks up to Homer, like, Mr. Simpson, I presume, after having saved their bacon from the hungry pack of lions surrounding the car. And once again, we see the Simpsons house. How many cars? How many times has this car been trashed by now? <laughs> do you remember? You have a. Tra- uh, uh, you want to take a guess? Oh, do you know the actual number? No, I don't. Ah, ah. Then why am I gonna guess? <laughs> well, I'm just asking. I figured you you might know. Why? How would I? That's a really obscure thing to know. Because it was torn when during the Truckosaurus episode. See, I don't remember that. It was torn up during the Truckosaurus episode. Yeah, but... And I might be thinking of future episodes, but that car has been torn apart many, many... Oh, uh, many, many times. And this is another one of those times. 
<clears throat> anyway, so uh, we see Homer driving his beat-up uh, Simpsons mobile up to the Springfield retirement home. By the way, did you notice at the, at the beginning uh, of the episode uh, when they pulled up to the Springfield retirement home, what the, what the motto was? Oh, no, I missed that. What did it say? Uh, well, we all know we're waiting for the inevitable. Where we all know we're waiting for the inevitable. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Oh, man, those Simpsons writers. Yes, yes. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Abe gets off in a hurry and he starts like power walking back to the um, retirement home. And Abe goes, I, I've got a date with an angel. And at this point, Jasper, uh, for those of you who don't remember or know who Jasper is, it's the old bald, bald man with the uh, thick, long beard. And Jasper goes, you don't know how right you are. And then Abe goes, what? I'm sorry to tell you this, but B passed away last night. I'm trying to do uh, Jasper's voice. I'm, I'm not sure how how that sounds but oh well and then Abe goes oh no and then Jasper goes the doc said her left ventricle burst and then Abe goes no Jasper they she, she they I'm sorry they may say she died of a burst ventricle but I know she died of a broken heart and he was very very sad that he did not see her on her final day on earth Next thing we know, we're at the funeral. And Grandpa says, you can tell she really cared about me. She didn't make me a, pa a pallbearer because we see a bunch of old people struggling with the casket. And that is how Grandpa knows that B really cared for him because she didn't make him carry her casket. And then Homer goes, I can't tell you how sorry I am. And then Grandpa goes, is someone talking to me? I don't hear anything. And then Homer goes, oh, no, Dad's lost his hearing. <laughs> to which Abe goes, no, you idiot. I'm ignoring you. You made me miss the last moments of B's life. I never want to speak to you again. I have no son. Uh, I'm pretty sure he said this. Uh, he, he's going to say this again in future episodes as well. Next thing we know, Grandpa is in his room and he's sitting there looking kind of dejected when all of a sudden Lionel Hutz comes in and he says he is the executor of B's estate and he tells Abe that she's left everything to him. But then uh, Lionel Hutz goes, there is one catch. You must spend one night in a haunted house. And then Grandpa kind of like gasps. And Mr. Hutz goes, just kidding. And he hands him the check. He says, why don't I just give you this pen with my number on it? It looks just like a cigar. Isn't that something? Right. Obviously hoping to get uh, grandpa's business as well uh, when he needs his will written or rewritten as it were. Right. Next thing we know, we see grandpa calling up Homer to tell him that he, uh, about the money that he just inherited and that he isn't going to get one thin dime out of it. And he hangs up on Homer, really, really satisfied with himself. 
at this time, the uh, nursing home director uh, hears uh, Grandpa, right? He sl when he slams his phone down, uh, he kind of uh, opens the door and he comes in and he says, I couldn't help hearing about your money. Let me assure you, let me assure you that here, money does make a difference. I mean, there are rubdowns, and then there are rubdowns. <laughs> to which Grandpa says, Listen, you bloodsucker. Has it ever occurred to you that old folks deserve to be treated like human beings, whether they have money or not? And then the director goes, Yes, but it passes. And he kicks him out of his room. Uh, next thing we know, Grandpa returns to Herman's uh, store and he buys that Fez hat that was allegedly worn by Napoleon at one time. He puts it on. He's like, meh. Then he goes, then he gets on a cab. He's like, the cab takes him to the local uh, gentleman's club where we see uh, the young girl doing some mud wrestling. And he yawns, you know, he's like, meh. He's not very excited to be there either. Then he goes to Disneyland, or it's misspelled, right? To avoid copyrights and all those lawsuits, it's spelled D-I-S-N-E-E-L-A-N-D. Right, we see him on top of a uh, roller coaster and it's going up and he's just sitting there with his Fez hat on. By the way, how does the hat stay on on the roller coaster? That's what I want to know. <laughs> it must have an adhesive or something must have because otherwise it should have flown off so he's not very thrilled he's not very excited he's just kind of depressed he's like me and he says i miss b <clears throat> and next thing we know right next to him in the empty and the empty spot next to him on the roller coaster we see the ghost of b and then she goes, I miss you too. And then Grandpa starts to freak out. Like, ah! He's like trying to crawl out and he's like on top of the roller coaster, which is pretty high up at the time. And then B goes, oh, calm down. I'm not here to scare you. I'm haunting a family in Texas. Shout out to the great state of Texas, by the way. Abe goes, oh, well, I'm glad you're keeping busy. I guess he's happy that she found employment in the afterlife haunting that family in Texas and then B goes I want to know why my money isn't bringing you happiness oh B I'm not cut out for the high life if you're not happy why don't you spread it around make other people as happy as you made me and then Abe goes oh thanks B I will and your son misses you I miss him too the fat dickens and then he says hey B I've got a question to ask you what what was death like? And then she turns around and she says, Not as scary as this! As they ride down the roller coaster. Next thing we know, we see Grandpa on the phone. And he's like, Hiya, you reached Dr. Marvin Monroe's anxiety line. If you're a sullen teenager, press one now. If you if you are estranged from your from your spouse, press two now. If you're having trouble maintaining, and he just kind of like hangs up, right? He's not really interested in listening to everything that Doctor Marvin Monroe has to has to offer. 
and Grandpa decides to pay a surprise visit to his son's house uh, to, you know, to hash everything out. Bart opens the door and says, Grandpa! And Homer says, Dad! And then Abe goes, Sonny boy! And then he goes to hug him and he says, Is there room at your table for an old man? Homer goes, Well, sure. We'll have to move a chair in, but no problem. Bart! I guess we know who was moving the chair. <laughs> Next thing we know, we're all at the uh, dinner table. And then Bart's like, choose your corn cob on guard. And then Lisa's like, challenge accepted. Um, by the way, would you let kids play with corn like that on the table? I mean, if they finish with their corn, is it because they're corn cobs? Yeah, yeah, but uh, they hadn't finished eating, had they? Oh, I, I mean, it could have been an corn, anime. Corn was flying all over the place <laughs> when, they were, when they were hitting it. Uh, then no. Yeah, I mean, like, hmm. Eat it first. Do not play with your food. Yes, eat it. Then you can play with the with the cob, but after you eat all the kernels. Yes. And then uh, we hear Abe saying, all my precious sacks of gold couldn't buy me the joys of a family meal. And they're like, pass the bug juice. Wait your turn. I guess the bug juice refers to the juice or water, whatever the hell it is they were drinking. Yeah. And then Abe says, I have an announcement. I've decided to give bees money away to people who need it. I'm going to let them come to me and plead their case. Then I'll decide. Lisa says, that's the noblest thought ever expressed at this table. And then Bart goes, give it to us. Homer goes, Bart! And he goes, forgive him. He's just a stupid little kid who says the first thing in his head. You know, he is wise. And Abe goes, you don't want it. Homer goes, I do. And then Abe just informs him, you ain't getting it. Next thing we know, we're outside the Springfield Retirement Home once again. But this time, Kent Brockman is doing a news report about Grandpa Simpson giving away $100,000. And we see Grandpa listening to pitches from Otto, Mr. Burns, Moe, Dr. Marvin Monroe. Right, But before we get there, you know, Kent Brockman's like, is Grandpa Simpson a saint, a rich nut, or both? Time will tell. Kent Brockman online for an old man's money. By the way, shouldn't it have been, shouldn't it have been in line for an old man's money, not online? Yeah. Or is this the Simpsons predicting the internet? <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that was that was the uh, grammar Nazi in me coming out like, ah, uh, no, it should be inline, not online. So cut back to Grandpa, and we see Otto sitting in front of him. And Otto goes, you see, Gramps, I want to customize the bus. Chop the top, jack it up, put on wheels, psychedelic paint job from hell, jam these kids to school. Here's a rendering. Note the cobra wrapped around the naked chick. And then Grandpa goes, next. And then we see Mr. Burns walk in. And he says, Grandpa, I can call you Grandpa, can't I? Which is funny, because I think Mr. Burns is supposed to be older than Grandpa. Yeah. 
And then Abe is like, go ahead. And then Burns is like, I need that money, please. Wait, you're the guy who owns a nuclear power plant. And then Burn, Burns justifies this by saying, ownership is divided. What do you, and then Abe goes, what are you doing here? And then Mr. Burns says, I dread the day when coming... I'm sorry, I dread the day when $100,000 isn't worth groveling for. And then a, uh, Abe goes, get out of here. Burns turns around and points at him. He says, you just made yourself a very powerful enemy, old man. Next thing we know, this is my favorite sequence in this whole thing, by the way. Next thing we know, it's Mo in front of Grandpa. And Mo goes, here's the deal, Grandpa. I think a guy who I think was an explorer, left this at a bar. It has a map to an ancient treasure or directions to a house. To figure it out, to find out, we'll need money, provisions, and a diving belt. And Nabe goes, it's pretty stupid, but so far you're the front runner. Uh, what do you think Mo was trying to get to, that he needed a diving belt? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was a scam. <laughs> I think so too. Old Mo can't trust him at all. Nope. Next thing we know, we see Dr. Marvin Monroe in front of Grandpa. And he says, it's a special isolation chamber. The subject pulls the lever to receive food and water. The floor can become electrified. Showers of icy water randomly fall on the subject. I call it the Monroe box. By the way, this is a play on the Skinner box. Right, the old uh, behaviorist B.F. Skinner. He built a Skinner box and Dr. Marvin Monroe obviously just stole his idea to build the Monroe box. And then Grandpa goes, uh-huh, sounds interesting. How much will it cost to build? Dr. Monroe goes, oh, that's the beauty part. It's already built. I need the money to buy a baby to raise in the box until the age of 30. Uh, I wasn't aware that we can just go out and buy babies <laughs> for $100,000. Hmm, but okay. Anyway, and then Grandpa goes, what are you trying to prove? Well, my theory is that the subject will, will be socially maladjusted and harbor a deep resentment toward me. And then Grandpa goes, hmm, interesting. Well, of course he's going to be maladjusted and hate you if you raised him in a freaking box by himself and then electrified him and doused cold water all, all over them. What the hell? By the way, those of you that took my psychology class know that this experiment cannot be allowed to happen. Why? Because it is unethical. We're not supposed to hurt our subjects when we do these testing, especially if they're human. Anyway, uh, we also see Bart trying to uh, get the money, right? He's like, I want to get this. I want to go that. And then uh, Grandpa just sends him away. Next thing we know, we see, uh, what's the professor's name? Professor Frank? Yes. The crazy inventor, Professor Frank, uh, starts presenting Grandpa his death ray. He says, with proper funding, I'm confident this little baby could destroy an area the size of New York City. And Grandpa says, but I want to help people, not kill them. And then Frank goes, oh, well, to be honest, the ray only has evil applications. And then he walks away. And even Lisa gets in on this, right? Lisa says, you should give the people to deserve, uh, who deserve it 
The people who deserve it are on the streets. They're in the slums. They're the children who need more library books. They're the families who can't make ends meet. Of course, if you really wanted to, you could buy me a pony. And then Grandpa goes, you're right. I'll name her Princess. I'll write her every day, Lisa says, excited, uh, not realizing that uh, Grandpa uh, wasn't talking about the pony, right? Grandpa realizes that Lisa is right and decides to take a walk through the rundown part of the town. And he returns back to the retirement home and realizes that $100,000 isn't enough. And Jasper suggests that they go to the casino to make more money out of the $100,000. Right, so they decide to get t uh, buy tickets to the casino. And Otto happens to be driving the bus of the elderly folk all the way to the casino. I don't know why they trust trust this guy with kids and old folks. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's always uh, sort of high. I would not trust him with uh, with anything. But uh, oh well. In the Simpsons world, it's all right. Hey, he gets the job done. Yep. So Homer goes to go visit uh, his dad at the nursing home, and they inform him that he's not there like oh who are you I'm like i'm his son ah he's apparently he, a lot of people have been claiming to be related to him so they don't really believe him and he like i just want to know where he's at right and they tell him he went to the casino and then uh homer realizes that he's about to go gamble a hundred thousand dollars away and he has a panic attack he runs to his car and he drives off uh did you notice the uh, sign by the bus when they were driving? It said state line like 10 miles and then casino 10 miles and one foot. <laughs> like just right outside of the state and you can get, you can get to the casino, right? Uh, so Homer decides to, to follow the, the bus, uh, but typical Homer, he gets sidetracked. Why? Because he pulls into a crusty burger and he's like really panicking. He's orders he orders it, he makes his order in a hurry, like a double cheeseburger, onion rings, large strawberry shake, and for God's sakes, hurry. Uh, but then all he hears is <laughs> right because the microphone at that crusty burger sucks. Uh, so by the time Homer gets to the casino, he finds that the bus is already there and Grandpa is already gambling, right? He, he runs up to him and Abe's like, 20 black, and he wins. And Homer goes, holy moly, you're winning. And then uh, Abe pushes him away. You're, cramp you're cramping me. Homer goes, quit while you're ahead. Understand? You got to leave. And then Abe goes, I have to get enough money for everyone, for everybody. And Homer goes, but you could lose everything. To which Grandpa replies, he says, I think Rudyard Kipling said it best. If you can make one heap of all of your winnings and risk it all on a turn of pitch and toss and lose and walk away at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss, yours is the earth. Yours is the earth, is everything that is on it, which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Uh, what do you think of this, of Grandpa's romanticizing his gambling? Uh, I remember when I saw that episode, 
mm-hmm. I had no idea who Rudyard Kipling was. So you don't? You didn't? I mean, I was like what eight at the time. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you didn't know about white man's burden back then. <laughs> no. Okay, so go ahead. Oh well, no, I was just gonna say like the so the joke didn't really resonate with me as to what he was saying. Uh, it didn't make much sense to me what Abe was saying at the time. But rewatching it recently, so I could do the podcast with you, I was like, huh, I actually don't remember that like that li- that whole little line at all that scene. No, no, I'm I'm guessing I blocked it out or I don't remember it because I didn't get it. Do you agree? Do you agree with Kipling though? Uh, not so much. Why? I mean, I don't know. Why would you? Why would you gamble everything that you have? Yeah, but like he says, if you gamble everything away and it doesn't affect you one way or the other, did you really gamble anything? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And Homer is having none of this. He says, "You'll be a bonehead." And Grandpa goes, uh, put everything, put it all on 41. He's like, I've got a good feeling about that number. <laughs> the ru- the guy at the roulette wheel goes, the wheel only goes to 36. And then Grandpa goes, okay, put it all on 36. I've got a good feeling about that number. And Homer is not having any of it. So he starts fighting with Grandpa over the pile of chips. As the uh, ball goes into the wheel, they spin it around. And Homer manages to stop Grandpa from risking it all. And it turns out he did him a favor because it falls on double zero, not on 36. Right. Uh, So he's like, he can't believe that he almost lost it all. And he is grateful that Homer stopped him before he ruined, uh, before he ruined everything that he was trying to do. Uh, they all pile back into the bus and he decides that he knows where the money should go once they get back to the retirement home. Flashback a few weeks later, maybe a month or two later, and we see that Springfield Retirement Home is not what it used to be. It has a fresh coat of paint. It's got a brand new big screen TV, recliners for everyone, brand new pool table. It even has a Beatrice Simmons Memorial dining room, right? Grandpa decided to spend all of his money on the retirement home to make his life, not just his life, but all of the old people's lives better, right? He he pushes the doors to the Beatrice Simmons dining room he says, come on in, my friends. Dignity's on me, right? Now they don't. They no longer have to li- live in this dank and dreary existence that was the Springfield Retirement Home Castle because now Grandpa has taken that money and done some much-needed improvements and their quality of life will now be much better Thanks to him, and of course, thanks to B as well. And that is how we end this episode. All right, so 
before we get to our adult nut rating, um, right, we've already sort of talked about elderly neglect. You know, well, I did mention that, well, that it, I don't know if it's a, only an American phenomenon, but it does happen a lot here in the U.S. Uh, we don't see a lot of value in the elderly, uh, anybody older, actually. Uh, I don't know if uh, you, you've been paying attention to any of this crap. Uh, but uh, uh, UT Austin uh, was kind of uh, this week tweeted out something that they were trying to uh, sort of correct something that the New York Times reported about the COVID testing and COVID infections uh, in the university because it says that has the largest number of infections. And of course, UT piped in, you know, you know what, there's no kids on campus. Uh, the only reason we have all this information is because we call them and we ask them for information and we, we add it into our totals, even though they're not here on campus, we're still adding it on there. You know, they go and they explain how they get these high numbers and all that, you know, sort of trying to correct or, you know, explain the what the new york times article didn't uh explain and of course the university is run by people with phds right but no if you look if you look further down at the responses you, you get to see a bunch of angry teenagers you know young people in their 20 uh, in their 20s uh trying to lecture the university about how they should have done everything better I'm like, uh, I think the University of Texas has a good public health uh, program, which is run by people in public health, which have PhDs. And here are all these kids trying to lecture all of these people who have been formally trained on how to do their job properly, right? Uh, we just, uh, for some reason, kids nowadays... Uh, I know it's always it's it's always been true, right? Uh, because you know it's one thing I always tell my students. I know you guys are teenagers. You know everything. I'm just here to teach you stuff that you don't know, that you that you know, but you don't quite know just yet, right? Because at that age they know everything. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Twitter and Facebook and all this has have made uh, have made it really really annoying to follow some of these accounts just for that i don't know what your take on on that is i know i'm going off to the side here but uh it's just uh, an example of how young people nowadays uh don't really value any input from uh people in older generations right what's that thing they say now okay boomer so what's your take on that uh i mean free speech <laughs> yeah it is free speech but if somebody wears a maga hat what happens to them they get slapped and all that they, they don't have free speech they do i don't know what you're talking about but okay you haven't you haven't seen the people with the maga hats get slapped around and stuff <laughs> no no oh my i should send you a bunch of articles no that's okay that. <laughs> i'm good okay we all want to live in our little bubble i get it i get it anyway we also get to talk about uh, dementia. Why dementia? Because Homer thought Grandpa was suffering from dementia. 
he thought he was had a little imaginary girlfriend. Uh, he didn't take uh, him at his word and like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Come on, let's go. We're, we we got to go, right? He was just treating him like a, a feeble old man who didn't know what was best for him. Do you disagree with that? No, that's accurate. Okay. Uh, also, the greed. Who, like, who would you think was the biggest example of greed here? Burns. Burns, yes. Burns was uh, one of them. But I was thinking of the uh, nursing home director as well. Eh. Burns is a billionaire? Yeah, he's a... And well, he's that's what we don't know. Groveling yet. for... Right now, he... Well, we don't know if he's a billionaire. Remember, he says he's worth tens of thousands and we hear hundreds of hundreds. I'm sorry, not tens of thousands, tens of millions. And we hear hundreds of millions. Then later we hear billions. Um, I don't think it, it was his wealth ever really, really. Has it ever really been published? I mean, how much he's actually. Worth? I think the whole point is that he has so much money. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, he didn't really need the hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, but uh, when I when that uh, director was trying to like. Say, you know, uh, you could buy all these extra perks just for yourself. Uh, if you give us that money, you know, what about the other people, right? Grandpa did the right thing. And when he spent the money, he wasn't greedy. He spread the wealth so everyone could enjoy it and live a better life at the Springfield Retirement Castle. And last but not least, a Relationships. The here, the relationship, of course, the main one uh, we're always dealing with is a relationship of the family, right? Uh, but uh, Abe, in his advanced age, also developed a relationship with this older woman, B. Simmons. Uh, uh, I don't blame Grandpa for not wanting to go out with that family that day. Not that he doesn't want to see them, but that day he wanted to spend with his girlfriend because it was her birthday. Uh, but I guess Homer, because of the guilt, I guess, and of the thought of him winding up in a retirement home, uh, I guess he sort of forced Grandpa to spend the day with him when he did not want to. Which is funny because... Um uh, like you were saying, like it's just completely disregarding what grandpa wants. So even though they went out with good intentions, taking grandpa to the discount safari, he still didn't mm -hmm. get, they still disregarded him because that's not what he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. He was telling them, I want to stay here with my girlfriend, B, and like they all thought it was, she wasn't real. That, no, no, you're coming with us. It's all about us, not about you. Well, if you're going to go visit your dad, shouldn't you do what he wants to do, not what you want to do? You know what I mean? Yep. Because you only see him once a month. Yeah. But that's just... That's that's just that's exactly why I brought that up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so how many dope nuts would you give this episode? Uh, this episode, it was honestly teetering at a three, but the ending really sold this episode to me. It was like a... The perfect ending for this episode, so I give it a solid four dope nuts. Four? Yeah. I'm with you. I, I would give this a uh, solid three and a half dope nuts. Why do I say a solid three and a half, not four? 
I do enjoy this episode, but it's not one that you know I go. You know what? I feel like watching that episode, that particular episode again. You know, if it comes across, you know, I'll I'll watch it. But it's not one of the episodes where I'm dying to rewatch every now and then. You know, we all have those uh, favorite episodes. Oh yeah, yeah, this I know exactly not, what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is not in that. This is not in that group. So those episodes I would consider like four and up. So I would give this a three and a half donut. Three, I'm sorry, three and a half donuts uh, uh, from me. All right, Maverick. So before we conclude this podcast, um, is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners? Uh, nothing I haven't already said, but just as a reminder, uh, it's Casual Clickson. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, or subscribe to my YouTube channel. That way you get notified when I upload a new video. And the YouTube channel goes by the same name? I mean, yeah, yeah you can search me under Casual Clicks and that, that works too. I, I, that's, that's an odd question. That's interesting because I've, I don't think I've ever thought about searching anyone by their username. But yeah, it's, it's under Casual Clicks in as well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, friendly reminder, you guys can check out the official show Instagram page. It's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Um, this whole COVID uh, crap situation that we're in is kind of uh, put a damper on my wanting to do a lot of memes because a lot of the stuff that we see on the news is really, really political. So I'm just trying to find inspirations for creating non-political memes. Uh, so whenever I do uh, have more inspiration, I will be posting more of those memes on there. So if you guys want to follow that page for our Simpsons memes, be sure to give us a follow. That's official underscore homers underscore donuts on um uh, Instagram to follow the official under to to follow the official Instagram page. Of course, we're also on Facebook. Same deal. Uh, the official show page is the official uh, Homer's Donuts page there as well. You could uh, reach us there uh, anytime you'd like. Uh, if you guys have any questions that you'd like for me to read on the air. Uh, this is the best way that you that you'll get my attention is to leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that allows you to leave reviews. Leave it on there. Leave me a review and attach a question to to it, and I will read and answer your question uh, as soon as we can. And I'll even give you a nice little shout out. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add there, Maverick? Uh, no, no, I'm good. Thanks for having me on, like always. Okay, no problem. A pleasure to have you on. And until next week, au revoir, suckers.